Martha and Mary, the two sisters in today's gospel, were close friends of Jesus. He would go to their house when he wanted to relax and get away from the everyday stresses and demands of ministry. What a blessing for them, and how proud they must have been that Jesus would come and stay at their home. Not only were Martha and Mary great friends of Jesus, they were also great followers of Jesus. They believed. They believed that he was the Messiah. They listened to his sermons, and they tried to put them into practice. Martha loves Jesus and wants to provide a meal that he will enjoy. Those are the kind of women I love, too. She's the type of person who loves to help others, who wants everything to be more or less perfect, and who likes to stay busy. But her sister Mary, well, Mary is not so interested in how clean the house is or how dinner's coming along. Mary's more focused on the beauty of relationships than getting things done. She wants to take advantage of every minute she has with Jesus. She's happy sitting at his feet and listening to him. Many of us can relate to Martha's indignation at Mary. Maybe you can even hear the exasperation in her voice as Deacon Mike proclaimed it in the gospel today. I thought he did a pretty good job of that. Lord, tell her to help me. She's slaving away in the kitchen after all and could use some help. But many of us can also relate to Mary. We would love to have an opportunity to sit there at Jesus' feet to look into his eyes and listen to his voice. Jesus cuts right to the heart of the matter when he responds to Martha's complaint. He tells her, Martha, you're so anxious and worried about so many things. You're so stressed out. There's really only need of one thing. And Mary has chosen that, and I will not take it away from her. These words are important for all of us to hear. For we can fall into the belief that following Jesus is just a matter of getting things done. I'm a task-oriented person. I like checklists. Maybe sometimes I fall into that trap too, just checking off my list. If we're busy doing God's work after all, then we must be good Christians. That's a problem sometimes because there's another dimension to the Christian life that can get lost when we allow ourselves to get anxious and worried and dedicated to our task. We worry about so many things, even just checking off the boxes on the task list, right? And the thing that we forget when we're caught up in that cycle is the dimension of prayer. Prayer is relationship with God, conversation with God. It's how we relate to God. Every one of us needs 30 minutes a day, except when we're busy. Then we need more time for prayer. We need 30 minutes a day to set aside for God. Unless we're busy, we need more time. Now, it's when we're anxious and worried about so many things that we need prayer to remind us why we're so busy in the first place. Prayer helps us to build our relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and it's through being in contact with that relationship that prayer calms our spirits and revives our energy. However, prayer can often be the first thing that goes out the window that we stop doing when we're busy. I urge you, don't let that happen. Jesus tells us that listening to Him is the better part. We should make it the better part of our day every day, but especially when we're feeling overwhelmed. 
When I said 30 minutes a day, I looked around, I saw a few eyes close, I saw a few eyes get really big. Nobody fell out of their pew, but that's probably because they're nice and flat. So maybe you're thinking, that's all fine for the priest to say, 30 minutes a day. He doesn't have anything else to do, but I just don't have the time. Okay. How about four minutes a day? Can you do four minutes? How about four minutes with God? Here's how that works. Set your phone alarm to go off four times a day. Once early in the morning, once mid or late morning, once mid or late afternoon, and once in the evening before you go to bed. When your alarm goes off, no matter what you are doing, that's your reminder to think about God for one minute. Just rest in God's presence for one minute. If you're about my age and you took sales training at some point in your life or you, took, you listened to motivational speakers, you probably remember a very famous motivational speaker and sales trainer named Zig Ziglar. And Zig had all these interesting things. Like uh, people would say, well, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to prayer. And he had this little round wooden disc made and put in his pocket and he called it around to it. So people say, I'll get around to it. He'd hand it to him. He said, okay, go ahead. Maybe God's doing the same with you, handing you that little round to it. Go ahead. If you're going to get around to it, here it is. He would also call an alarm clock, an alarm clock, an opportunity clock. So when your alarm goes off to remind you about God, see it as a beautiful opportunity, not some nagging thing on your phone, to remind you to think about God for one minute. Rest in God's presence for one minute. If you want to read a brief scripture passage or say a brief prayer, fine. But be sure you acknowledge right there, no matter where you are or what you're doing, that you are in the holy presence of God for that one minute. Because God is always with you. If you acknowledge his presence, you'll know he's there. Can you do that? The, take the four-minute challenge. Now, maybe you're thinking, that's so ridiculous, I'm not going to subject to that minimalism. Look at it this way. What it really is, is sort of an on-ramp, another business expression. It's ramping up. So depending on where you live around the world, you have expressways, freeways, parkways, turnpikes. You can't just jump in the middle of the turnpike and go 75 miles an hour, right? You need an on-ramp. You got to negotiate and get yourself into the traffic as well. So if you will take this four-minute challenge, pray for one minute, four times a day, acknowledge God's presence there with you four times a day, you'll find yourself on an on-ramp probably, and you'll want to dedicate more time to prayer. Now, this isn't a bait-and-switch kind of thing. Just please take the four-minute challenge. Now, if you do pray in the morning, I do know some people who do this, they do the four-minute challenge thing anyway. They don't set it for first thing in the morning because they, have, they set aside time with God first thing in the morning. But they will set it for about noontime, mid-afternoon, and the evening just to quiet themselves and acknowledge the presence of the Lord. You know, sometimes we can make our Christianity about one thing. For instance, people who serve in soup kitchens sometimes think it's all about serving the poor, and if you're not serving the poor, you're not a good Christian. It's all about social justice, and if you're not bound up in social justice every day of your life, you're not a good Christian. Other people make Christianity just about going to mass and prayer. To them, if your day isn't filled with rosaries, divine mercy chaplets, and other devotions, then you're not a good Christian. If we're paying close attention to Jesus, then we understand that following him means doing all of these things to the best of our ability. Don't get caught up in 
Because you can't be perfect, you're not going to do the good, right? Don't let the perfect get in the way of good. Just do the best you can with these things. Because following Jesus means doing things like serving the poor and praying. It's not either or. It means going to Mass and listening to God and going to something like the soup kitchen, serving in the parish or wherever you can serve. It's about working against abortion and praying for a better answer than the death penalty. There are so many ways to follow Jesus, and all of them are important. At the same time, it's very true that some of us have gifts that others don't have. Some of us may be more like Martha, who was really good at organizing and getting things done. If that's you, please see me after Mass, because I could use some help. We all need Marthas. We certainly need them in the church as well. Or maybe you're more like Mary, who was good at listening and praying. We need Marys in the church too. Please spend time praying for our parish, praying for those who you love, praying for church. Pray for your pastor. Sure, why not? Whatever your gift may be, use it for the glory of God because he gave you those gifts. But also be thankful for those who have a different gift because none of us can do it all. Let's stop judging others if we're doing so who serve Jesus with different gifts than we have and be grateful for all the gifts of the Holy Spirit working through the dynamism of so many diverse people in the parish. Jesus promises us that if, like Mary, we seek the better part, we will not be deprived of him. If we seek Jesus in prayer, we will find him and have a beautiful relationship with him. If we spend time quietly in his presence, then we can be sure that he will speak to us. No matter how busy we are, we'll not be very effective in serving Jesus if we're not spending time listening to him. By taking every day, maybe even just four minutes a day, to sit at his feet, we will become much better Christians, no matter what our gifts may be.